What's going on, guys? It's Nick here. Back with another video. Week 14, last week before the fantasy playoffs. So, obviously, a very important week for many of you. And we actually do have some options on free agency this week, depending on your league size. Two biggest names are very likely rostered in most competitive leagues, but I wanted to mention them just in case. Keaton Mitchell and Ezekiel Elliott. Mitchell, of course, took over as the lead running back before their bye last week. So maybe some people dropped him. Maybe some people didn't want to add him because they're on bye. So definitely go after him if you can. And then Stevenson is uh, expected to miss, I would say, about a month. Definitely possible he's just done for the rest of the season since they have obviously nothing to play for and everything to play against to not win games right now. Uh, he's got the high ankle sprain. He's not going to be playing. So Zeke's going to be the lead back, going to be close to a feature back rest of season. Doesn't mean he's going to be great, right? I mean, they just scored, what, their third straight game under 10 points. They didn't score anything last week. But he's going to be like a running back two probably in any games that Stevenson misses. Whenever that's on free agency, have to go over that. Again, they're probably both rostered, but um, had to mention them. I would spend the majority of your remaining fab to get either one of them because both have a chance to be actual starting running back options in the fantasy playoffs. Other running backs uh, that have benefited from injury this week are Kenneth Gainwell, Antonio Gibson, and Chris Rodriguez. Um, they're obviously a lot less valuable because, I mean, we don't even know if Swift is going to miss any time. And then the Commanders are on by this week, one of only two teams on by in week 14. So even if Brian Robinson's in injured his hamstring, you know, is a little bit more major, he might not actually end up missing time or maybe he only misses one game because they have that buy. Uh, so obviously it would be much more appealing for Gibson, for um, Chris Rodriguez if you know, they weren't on by this week, but we definitely have to go over them. Um, I definitely wouldn't spend like a lot going after any of them, but Gainwell is definitely worth stashing because if Swift is out, he's going to have not a very large, uh, like early down role, basically no role in the red zone for rushing just because every time they get within like the five yard line, Hertz is just going to take that. So there's very little touchdown upside for Gainwell, but if he's going to mix in for what? I mean, if Swift misses maybe like 10 to 12 carries, he's going to have like five or six targets. He's going to be someone that in full PPR formats, you could definitely consider starting. That should be rostered. And then again, going back to um, Antonio Gibson, Chris Rodriguez, if we were to get Brian Robinson missing week 15, both of them would be viable options. It would definitely be more Antonio Gibson. But who knows? I mean, you know, the commanders obviously aren't in it right now. They're very high on Chris Rodriguez, a lot higher than basically every other team was in the pre-draft process. You know, they've talked about him being like a third round pick for them, like when they graded it out. Um, I don't necessarily agree with their analysis on him, but I'll say I've been sitting on him in my dynasty league just because, you know, maybe there is a chance that over the final few games of the season, they're like, you know what, we've got... Brian Robinson now injured. Uh, we know what we have in Gibson. Let's just see what we have in Chris Rodriguez. Let's give him 10 to 15 touches each week. All would pretty much come on the ground. And again, I don't think any of us are really actually starting him in fantasy, but worth mentioning. I think in deeper formats, if you're looking for someone to stash, he's an option. After those running backs, um, it's pretty much just all handcuffs who didn't necessarily benefit this week from injury, but who always could. Um, we obviously saw Derrick Henry go down last week looks like he's going to be fine looks like he's going to play 
but we almost had Tajay Spears hit. We had Charbonnet hit recently with Ken Walker going down. Mitchell hit, taking over for Gus Edwards. Uh, Zeke hit, taking over for Stevenson. And so all of these players we've been talking about, it's like almost like every week you just start crossing one off the list because it happens, right? Running back is a very dangerous position in the NFL. They get injured at a pretty high rate. So if you're going to be stashing something, running back would be my priority. I don't really care about stashing, you know, extra bench wide receivers. If you've got, you know, four or five wide receivers you feel good about, what's the point of rostering your sixth and seventh wide receivers? You know, you're never going to start or that like backup quarterback, you're not going to start backup tight end. Like at this point, you kind of have your playoff roster figured out with like a few pieces you could filter in and out of the flex. And so everyone else, I would just want that to be upside. And right now upside is running backs because running backs could pretty easily see one injury all of a sudden you're a starting option you don't see that as much at wide receiver so my order for rostering these handcuffs is Ty J Spears at the top uh Rico Dowdle Elijah Mitchell Leonard Fournette Chase Brown used to be Travion Williams but it looks like Chase Brown overtook Williams as that number two and he looked really good on Monday night so I would say him over Williams uh then Zamir White Ty Chandler, uh, and honestly, I would say Chris Rodriguez probably goes to the bottom of this list. I wanted to mention him with Antonio Gibson, but I mean, again, let's be honest, I think in most leagues, we probably don't really need to look at Rodriguez. So that's how running back is kind of looking. Normally, like I said, we're not really stashing wide receivers, and normally wide receivers are pretty thin, but uh, we've actually had a few injuries this week, and some wide receivers we definitely should go over. First up is the Christian Watson injury. Hurts his hamstring again. Don't know the severity yet. Like, there's a chance that he plays this week. There's a chance that he's, like, done for the season. Like, I don't think he's done for the season or anything. But point is, very wide range of outcomes for how much time he's going to miss, especially because, you know, he's got a history even this season with this hamstring injury. And so whenever someone has like recurring hamstring injuries, you want to be a little bit more cautious, especially because, and it's kind of like double-edged here. It's like they're in the playoff hunt, right? So it's like, if they think they can make the playoffs, they obviously want Watson healthy for the playoffs, but they have to get there. And they're right on like the edge right now, like definitely in contention. And so they also kind of need Watson to help them get into the playoffs. So a weird dynamic there. Um, But again, I don't know if he's going to play this week, but there's a chance that he doesn't. And if we project him out, then Jaden Reed ranks 27th among wide receivers. Romeo Dobbs ranks 31st. So both of them would be, you know, low-end twos, maybe wide receiver three plays, maybe flex spot, second flex spot. Like They'd be players who you could legitimately start this week and use to get into the fantasy playoffs. And so they should absolutely be rostered. My guess would be that Watson doesn't play this week. But again, it's just a guess. We'll have to see this week. Behind those two, uh, you've got Noah Brown. Comes off the knee injury last week. Doesn't have a good game. Basically, uh, you know, Nico Collins just dominates the entire target share. Has an eruption game. Nearly 200 receiving yards. I think it's 191 yards on nine catches. Uh, normally, you know, it's not going to be him getting virtually everything. And everyone else getting nothing. It was just a really good game from him. Uh, and then, of course, you know, we have uh, Tank Dell. Done for the season. He's not going to be playing anymore. So Brown's going to see the field a lot. And you think getting healthier off this knee injury as well. Week 14 matchup though, trash. Playing against the Jets. We're not playing Noah Brown. So if you're looking for someone to pick up an ad and play this week, do not add Noah Brown. You're not going to be able to use him. But they play the Titans in week 15 and week 17. Both smash spots. 
there is a chance, like let's say Noah Brown, you know, has this increased snap share this week, commands a decent target share against the Jets. There's a chance he's like a fringe option in weeks 15 and 17. So because of that possibility, definitely good to put on your bench. Uh, behind him, I would say it's Jonathan Mingo. He's someone that I really liked as a prospect coming into the season. Had a very difficult start to the year. Obviously, the entire offense did as well. But it was really Adam Thielen just dominating the target share early in the year. Uh, but he's playing virtually every snap now. He's got 7, 6, 6, and 10 targets over the last month and that's compared to 10 11 3 and 6 Adam Thielen so Jonathan Mingo's out targeted Adam Thielen 16 to 9 over the last two weeks and I kind of I don't know if that exact split's going to continue I don't know that he's going to out target Thielen but I expect the volume to be there rest of season for Jonathan Mingo I just think, you know, young team, obviously rookie quarterback, rookie wide receiver, they want to see what they have, not only in Bryce Young, but in Mingo. They spent, what, a second round pick to get him. They were very high on him in the draft process. They want to see what they have. They want to develop the chemistry between him and Bryce Young. So, and they're not obviously worried about winning games right now, right? They're in last place. So, I think he's going to play a ton, continuing the rest of the season. I think they're going to design looks to him. Do I think you're starting him in, say, like a 10-team league with two flex or two wide receiver spots and one flex spot? Probably not. I mean, I'd be pretty surprised if you were. Um, it definitely have to be full PPR if you were doing that. But many of you play in, let's say, three wide receiver, 12-team leagues. You play in leagues that have only two wide receiver spots, but two or three flex spots. In those formats, and especially in full PPR, I definitely think he should be rostered and could be someone we're starting down the stretch. Um I will say as well, want to emphasize the full PPR portion. I think he now has the most receptions of any wide receiver without a touchdown this season. Obviously, you know, he can rack up, you know, six, seven receptions, but like the touchdown upside is so minimal that, you know, in standard half PPR formats, he's a much worse play. Behind Mingo, uh, I've got Elijah Moore. Uh, it is truly wild, like his splits with and without Joe Flacco. We knew them going into the week and then you know, he comes out, has 12 targets, has the most air yards of any player all season in a game. He had nearly 300 air yards. Um, obviously, you know, they were, many of them just like uncatchable. Like they were chucking them all 50 yards downfield and he wasn't going to come down with it. But if you have 300 air yards, you have a lot of upside in that game. Um, he definitely benefited from Amari Cooper leaving the game with a concussion. But a lot of times people who have a concussion miss the next game and so we might see this next week uh where elijah moore is legitimately like a flex option a wide receiver three play so has to be rostered everywhere because of that upside and then finally um demario douglas fringe option because i don't actually know if he's going to play this week it hurts him that they play on thursday night he had a concussion last week couldn't play or i guess two weeks ago then couldn't play last week still as of recording this um don't know yet the status for Tuesday and on Monday he didn't practice so if he doesn't practice again with concussion on Tuesday my guess is they hold him out because again I don't see why they would like rush him back when again they're not trying to win games right now uh, but if he were cleared if he did play on Thursday night he'd be very easily the Patriots top target uh, he would grade out as roughly a flex option again better in full PPR formats um, so a lot to like I would say at wide receiver this week there are options where like they could be on free agency, and they might be starting for you this week, even without a ton of buys. But again, I want to reiterate, if you're looking for someone to stash, you look at this list and you're like, oh, I'll, maybe I'll add them, but I'm never going to play them. If you're never going to play them, you know, if they're your sixth or seventh best wide receiver, running back, lean running back, 
see if you can hit on a high upside handcuff because when that hits, that could propel you to a championship. I don't know that Tamara Douglas really has the upside to propel you to a championship. At tight end, you've got Isaiah Likely, Brevin Jordan, Zach Ertz, and Chikakonkwo. I would imagine Likely's already rostered, but if not, he's a top option. Add him. Um, other three are definitely more likely to be on free agency. Brevin Jordan is a great athlete. We saw that play out in last week's game. Um, with Tank Dell missing the rest of the season, with Dalton Schultz injured right now, he has the potential to have a really good target share on what is a well above average passing offense. He needs Schultz to be out though. So I do think there's a world where Schultz is healthy enough to play, plays, and it's more of like a 50-50, 60-40 split between Schultz and Brevin Jordan. My guess is it would be closer to like 60-40 in Schultz's favor. But even if it were 50-50, you really can't start tight ends who, you know, are getting like 50% of tight end workload because that's what, like four targets? Like that's just not worth starting unless one of them is like heavily featured in the red zone. And so you're going to need Schultz out. I don't really know how long Schultz is going to be out, but that's one where, like, I don't think you need to put a claim in for Brevin Jordan, right? So if, you know, we get later into the week, Schultz gets declared out, you need that tight end option, then I'd go in and add him. I don't. I wouldn't really spend a bunch of fab to get Brevin Jordan right now. Then with Ertz, he's healthy right now. He wants to join a contender. My guess is that we will not be starting him. I don't even know if he'll join a team really before the end of the fantasy playoffs. Like, it really might be he joins a team right before playoffs happen and like isn't really involved in the offense until the playoffs but there is a possibility that in the very near future he joins a contender uh, maybe in the last few weeks of the season he is like their starting tight end or something like that and we're using him uh, that's more of like you know you've got a luxury uh, bench right you've got like 10 bench spots you have the luxury of being like well I have like three or four that pure upside and you want to throw Zach Ertz on there sure not someone obviously you're starting right now because he's not currently on a team and then Jay Conquo, that's a desperation now that is you're in a deeper format you have had injuries at tight ends you have nothing that you trust at the tight end position uh, you can go to Chig um, I don't love it but again um, been more involved uh, recently. He is talented. He's someone that the talent, like I've, I liked going into the year. He's a good receiving prospect. He's someone that does still have upside in the NFL. Uh, he just needs the volume to be there, which it hasn't been a lot, has been more recently. So again, that's why he's on the list. Better volume recently. You can go there, but you definitely don't have to. And he's not someone where it's like, ooh, should I stash him? Again, stashes are for running backs right now. For quarterback streaming, you got three good options this week. Jake Browning versus the Colts, Gardner Minshew at the Bengals, so those two playing each other, and then Jordan Love at the Giants on Monday night. Um, I lost Trevor Lawrence in a league where I have to win this week to get into the playoffs, and I have all three available to add. So I have this exact decision to make. Right now I'm going after Jake Browning, but I'm not going to be like upset if I put a claim in, someone else gets Browning, I end up with Minshew or Jordan Love. So I wouldn't go like, you know, spending 100% of your fab to get any one of the three. And I definitely don't care enough to where like, you know, I think they're projected by like 0.4 points difference between first and last. And I do have it right now as Browning, Minshew, and then Love. Assuming in my projections right now, I'm assuming that Christian Watson is out. Love could jump to first if Watson is playing. Um... But again, I don't care that much about the order. I would do personal preference. If you have a gut feeling, you're like, no, Nick, Jordan Love's playing great. He's got an easy matchup. I think that he's a top guy. Add him, play him. I think it's close enough between all of them. Um, I would just say, 
I'm right now assuming that Christian Watson is not going to play, and I'm pretty sure the Packers are going to win that game. And so we could see lower pass attempts from Love, and then also if Watson's not on the field, just a little bit lower upside for the passing offense. So that's why I'm leaning towards the other two. And when deciding between Minshew and Browning, Browning is who my gut is saying just because he's got the better skill players around him. He'll be at home, and he does have the slightly better matchup. So again, my lean is Browning then Minshew, then Love, but add them whatever order you want. Then finally, uh, defense streaming options. Number one is the Saints at home versus the Panthers. Panthers have allowed the fifth most points per game to opposing defenses in fantasy. They're at home in the Superdome. Like, obviously, you know, we've got a lot of upside here for them. They obviously play a lot better at home. Bryson could easily fall apart in this game. Number two is Packers at the Giants, the Giants are coming off by, which does typically help offenses a little bit, at least early on in the game. Uh, but they have allowed the most points per game to opposing defenses. They will have a backup quarterback. And it's Monday night. It is always nice having a player on Monday night. I think there's two Monday night games actually this week. But he is in one of those games. Um, it's just nice having a player there because you just got that hammer. You have a little bit of hope. Even if you're down 20 points, you've got that defense, right? They're facing the Giants. They get a pick six and say things for you. Um, so definitely a good option there. Obviously, that's not really the decision, the deciding factor between them. But Packers still good defense. Giants, obviously about offense. Then number three, uh, Raiders versus the Vikings. Jefferson will be back. So if you want to kind of lean away from this one, that is fine. And Dobbs really only has one bad game. Like he could easily go back to looking really, really good and just destroy the Raiders. But um, he could also look like he did last week. Raiders fully capable of racking up sacks in this spot. And so upside defense there. Uh, but I would say like a lot more variance for the Raiders. And then fourth, uh, fourth best streaming option is the Texans at the Jets. Jets have allowed the second most points per game to opposing defenses. And the Texans have definitely underperformed as a whole this season on defense. Not on offense, obviously, but on defense. Uh, but they've played a lot better as of late. And the Jets quarterback situation is so bad. They're even talking about potentially bringing Zach Wilson back um, or starting him again. Their quarterback situation is so bad that even a league average defense, I'm perfectly happy streaming them against them. So that's a look at the week 14 waiver wire. I'll be back on Thursday to break down every single game, talk about the players I'd be starting and sitting this week, and then Friday this week to go over my favorite underdog picks. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.